Chapter 4. Okay, okay. So he was having a little trouble keeping it together. Big deal. The plan was still working, right on schedule. Still no one suspected a thing. Only one more week now. One more week and he could put the final step of his plan into effect. One more week and all his troubles would be over. Nothing could stop him now. Nothing and nobody. It would just be too bad for anyone who tried. Chapter 5 The Second Week in September This school year is going to be a disaster. Dina was sure of it. It was Saturday afternoon, the kind of late summer day, when he knew fall would be coming soon. She was standing in the circular driveway in front of her house wearing an old bathing suit under cut-off shorts, washing her mother's silver-colored Civic. But her mind wasn't on the Honda. It was on all the awful things that had happened the past week. First, there were her classes. All of them were harder than she'd expected. Why had she decided to take trigonometry? She'd never pass it in a million years. Second was her social life. It was going to be a replay of last year, when the only reason she ever got asked to parties was because she was Jade's friend. She felt even more tongue-tied this year than last, if that was possible. And last, but definitely not least, was the biggest problem of all, her brother Chuck. She still had trouble believing that he'd been stupid enough to get into a fight the first day of school. Even worse, he'd been carrying a knife. It took three teachers to break it up. What a temper Chuck had. The only reason he hadn't been kicked out was that her father had gone to the principal and practically guaranteed there would be no more trouble. Dina had overheard her father yelling at Chuck the night after it had happened. And another thing, Mr. Martinson had shouted in a voice Dina had only heard once or twice before. If you make so much as one misstep, even being caught without a hall pass, you'll be kicked out on your ear. Do you understand? Dina couldn't hear Chuck's answer, but you could imagine the look on his face. The snow. That was practically the only expression she'd seen on his face all week. He was grounded indefinitely, but instead of trying to make the best of things and hanging out with a family, he disappeared into his room in the basement right after school and stayed there the whole evening, emerging only to eat a silent dinner. It was almost as if he wasn't there. Dina wouldn't have minded, except the whole atmosphere of the house had changed. Everyone was on edge. Dina's father, who was usually the most easygoing man in the world, had become short-tempered, snapping at Dina and her mother over nothing. And Dina's mom, who was always tense anyway because of her job as chief administrator at the Shadyside Social Services Agency, had become even more jumpy than usual. Dina sighed. Who said your teen years were the best of your life, she wondered. She watched as the soapy water slid down the gleaming sides of the Civic, then turned on the hose and began to spray the car down. Hey, Dina? She looked up to see Jade walking up the long flagstone path to the driveway. Hi, Jade, said Dina. What's doing? Jade shrugged. She was wearing a tight, sleeveless, white-knit shirt and green shorts, and her hair shimmered like liquid copper in the late afternoon sunlight. I was supposed to go out with Mike Kaminsky tonight, she said, but he just called to cancel. He has a bag called, or so he says, so I thought I'd come over and see what you're up to. You knew I wouldn't have a date, you mean, said Dina. Hey, don't get all uptight, said Jade. I just thought I'd drop by is all. Dina turned off the hose and stood looking at the car critically. Hey, it's okay, she said. My mom and dad went into the city for a concert. They left me money to order in pizza and rent a couple of movies. You're welcome to join me. Sounds like fun, said Jade. Then she smiled her mischievous smile. What about Chuck, she asked. Forget about him, said Dina. He's Mr. Antisocial. He only comes out of his room to eat. I'll bet I could change that, Jade said. I said forget it. Okay, okay, said Jade. He sure is good looking. What a waste. I don't believe I washed the car, Dina said, staring out the window. It had been pouring rain for the last hour. My mother says it never fails, said Jade. 
Washing a car can make it rain even if there aren't any clouds in the sky. Want more pizza? Dina asked after a moment. She pushed a big square box across a coffee table to her friend. I'm stuffed, said Jade. Maybe we ought to see if Chuck wants some. Will you forget about him? said Dina. He's probably in his room plotting to overthrow the whole high school. Come on, let's watch another tape. I have a better idea, Jade said. I think it's time for Rob Morrell to get another call from his secret admirer. Ah, Jade, I don't know, said Dina. For some reason, her heart had started beating fast, as if she had just run a race. Come on, Dina, pleaded Jade. Let your secret side out. Well, I suppose it's just harmless fun, said Dina. Exactly, said Jade. Harmless and fun. She already had the phone book open and was punching the numbers into Dina's phone. She held the phone to her ear a moment, then thrust into Dina's hand. Here, she said, sounding excited. It was just like last week, only better. Dina wasn't the least bit nervous when she started talking. If anyone was nervous, it was Rob. He was tripping all over his tongue. Well, couldn't we go out for a cup of coffee? He asked after a few minutes of chatting. I think you mean a cup of coffee, Rob, Dina said in her sexy whisper. And I liked it a lot. But first, I have to be sure. Sure of what? Of you and of things. She was trying to think of more to say when there was a sudden hollow click on the line. Hello, said Rob. Hello, are you still there? He sounded afraid that she had hung up. There must be trouble on the line, said Dina. I'm sorry, Rob, but I have to go now. I'll call again one evening soon. She hung up, feeling giddy with power. That was great, said Jade. But what was that noise? I don't know, said Dina. Maybe there's something wrong with the phone. I hope not, Jade said. Hand it over. It's my turn. Who are you going to call? I thought I'd try Mike Kaminsky, she said. Find out if he really had a call tonight. She began punching the numbers, but before she could finish, there were three hard knocks on the door, and it swung open. There stood Chuck, wearing cutoffs and a turquoise-colored R.A.M. t-shirt, grinning in that goofy way he had. Hello, girls, he said. Chuck, didn't you ever hear of privacy, said Dina. Hey, we're family, right? countered Chuck. Then, turning to Jade, he added, What's your name? Dina glanced at Jade. She was looking at Chuck as if he were the lead singer in the world's hottest new rock band. Dina sighed. Chuck, she said, this is... I'm Jade Smith, cut in Jade, smiling her widest, most honey-dripping smile. I'm Chuck, said Chuck, smiling right back. And I'm going to throw up, Dina thought. Chuck sat on the antique bench Dina kept in front of her dressing table. With his powerful muscles and big frame, he made it look like a piece of doll furniture. What are you doing in here, said Dina. Hanging out, said Chuck. But I don't need to ask what you girls are doing in here, or should I say, what you're up to. What do you mean, said Dina. This is your secret admirer, Rob, he said in an imitation of Dina's sexy whisper. I'd just love to get together with you sometime. You've been spying on us, said Dina. She felt herself blush to the roots of her hair. That explains the clicking noise, said Jade. I wasn't spying, said Chuck. I just happened to pick up the phone. I'm sure Dad will be interested in what you're up to. Chuck, no, said Dina. You wouldn't tell. Dad would take my phone away. So what, said Chuck. You don't need one if all you know how to do with it is make silly calls to a bunch of stupid high school boys. I mean, if you want to play around on the phone, at least have some imagination. And I suppose you have a better idea. I might, said Chuck. Stop arguing, you two, said Jade, that looking at all perturbed. She gave Chuck a mischievous smile. Why don't you show us what you have in mind? Wait a minute, said Dina. Why don't we just forget the whole thing? I don't think... Come on, Dina, said Jade. It's just harmless fun. You said so yourself. What's wrong with letting Chuck in on it, too? Oh, no, thought Dina. Chuck's ideas were bound to be trouble. But what could she do? If Chuck told on her, 
That would be the end of her telephone, if not of her entire social life. And after all, Chuck was acting sort of friendly right then. Maybe he was just lonely. Okay, Chuck said, but no more of this dinky, oh Rob, you're so handsome stuff. Let's make some real calls. Like what? said Jade. Let me see the phone book, said Chuck. He thumbed through the shady side directory for a moment. What a heck town, he mumbled. What do people do around here for fun? he asked after a minute. A million things, said Dina, feeling furious. The same things you do in any city, probably. Go to the movies, go dancing, miniature golfing, bowling. Bowling, that's good, said Chuck. He flipped through the yellow pages. Here we go, shady side lanes. He punched in a number. After a moment, a woman's voice sounded over the speakerphone. Good evening, shady side lanes. I'm only going to tell you once, said Chuck. He had dropped his voice really low and was speaking in kind of a gravelly tone. There's a bomb planted somewhere on your premises. It's time to go off at ten. Who is this? demanded the woman. She sounded scared. You have fifteen minutes to evacuate, said Chuck, and he hung up the phone. Chuck, said Dina, shocked and appalled. How could you do that? Calling in a bomb threat is serious. Hey, it's probably the only exciting thing that's happened around here in months, said Chuck. He laughed and began flipping through the phone book again. It is sort of a funny idea, said Jade. I mean, all those people standing out in the rain in their bowling shoes? Jade, said Dina. For heaven's sake, it's a crime to make bomb threats. You're right, said Jade. Chuck, she said, her voice all honey again. We were just calling kids from the school. I mean, we don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, 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 said Chuck. Then he snapped his fingers. Wait a minute, I've got an idea. What's the name of that place that's supposed to be so spooky? You mean Fear Street, said Dina. Yeah, that's it. What a name. Chuck laughed again. It's named after some creepy old guy named Simon Fear, Dina told him. You'd better not make fun of it, she added. Terrible things have happened on Fear Street. Really? Like what? said Chuck, grinning. People have disappeared, said Jade. And there have been a number of unsolved murders. Late at night, people have heard weird screams from the Fear Street woods. Chuck looked at her with a goofy grin on his face. Get real, he said. Don't you know that every small town is someplace like Fear Street? It's all a bunch of garbage, just to make a boring place a little more interesting. Fear Street is real, Chuck, said Dina. It's not something to fool around with, Jade added. Dina noticed that Jade was deadly serious, for once not flirting. Real or not, said Chuck. I'm not afraid of Fear Street. Let's see now, he said, continuing to flip through the phone book. You want to call kids from school, right, he said. What's the name of that kid that picked a fight with me the other day? Bobby McCory, said Jade immediately. He and his buddies think they're hot stuff. They're always pushing the little guys around. Well, let's try pushing him for a change, said Chuck. See how tough he really is. Before Dina could talk him out of it, Chuck had called Bobby's number. May I speak to Bobby McCory, he said in a weird gravelly voice. Dina felt a chill go up her back. After a moment, Bobby's voice came on. This is Bobby, he said. This is the Phantom of Fear Street, said Chuck, and I've got my eye on you. The Phantom of... Who is this? said Bobby. I've got my eye on you, Chuck repeated. What do you mean? All of a sudden, Bobby didn't sound so confident. Just what I said, said Chuck. I've got my eye on you, the evil eye. If I were you, I'd make sure all the doors and windows were locked tight tonight and every night. Say, who is this? said Bobby, his voice shaky. Dina was about to grab the phone from Chuck when he gave him a maniacal cackle and hung up the phone. You're right, Jade, said Chuck. It is much more fun to call to kids from school. I don't believe you did that, cried Dina. Bobby McCory is a really bad guy. What if he recognized your voice? Don't sweat it, said Chuck. It's just harmless fun. Or maybe you're afraid of the Phantom of Fear Street. 
He laughed, then ran to the window and raised it. Outside it was raining harder than ever, and the sky rippled with lightning. Spirits of Fear Street, Chuck yelled at the top of his voice. Do you hear me? I'm waiting for you. Right here. Come and get me. He's crazy, Dina thought. He gets that wild look on his face and his whole personality changes. It's like he's two people, and the side of him that loves danger can take over in an instant. Suddenly, there is a terrific flash of lightning, and at the same time, a rolling clap of thunder. In the next instant, the lights went out, and the total darkness was pierced only by a blood-curdling scream. After a moment, the lights flickered on, and the two girls gaped at each other with wide eyes. That lightning was close, said Dina in a shaky voice. It might have even struck... Dina, Jay cried urgently. Where's Chuck? Dina took in the room, but Chuck was nowhere. Then there was a groan over by the window. Over here, said Jay. Quick! The girls ran over to the still open window. Rain slanted in, and another flash of lightning illuminated Chuck, his limp body curled up on the floor. Chapter 6 For a moment, Dina just stared at the still form of her brother. Chuck! she screamed. Chuck! Oh no, cried Jade, her voice trembling. She bent over him. What do you think? Is, is he, is he? Ah! Jade and Dina both jumped back at the same moment as Chuck sat up screaming, Booga, booga. Then he lay down on the floor again, laughing so hard he started to choke. I sure had you going there, he gasped between laughs and coughs. Guess the so-called spirits of Fear Street had you girls scared half to death. Dina had never felt so many intense emotions so quickly in her life. First had been fright, terrible fright, then shock, then relief when she realized Chuck was alright. But what she felt now, the strongest of all, was anger. Anger that filled her body until she thought she would explode. Chuck, you stupid creep, she shouted. That really was the pits. You shouldn't go messing around with things you don't understand. I'm so, so sorry, Chuck said, breathless from laughter. But he didn't sound sorry. But hey, I just couldn't resist. All the excitement of the last hour gone. Jade pressed close to the window to glance out. The rain's letting up, she said. I guess I'll go on home. If you don't mind, I'll walk you, said Chuck. After all, there are strange things out there in the night. And he started laughing again, turning his goofy grin on Jade. Dina was still furious, but Jade didn't seem to mind at all. In fact, she was looking at Chuck as if she didn't care that he was the Phantom of Fear Street. The next day, Chuck apologized and offered to help Dina with her math homework. It was as if he were two people, she thought. One Chuck, the one with the grin, was kind and brave and funny. The other Chuck was mean and immature. Dina was beginning to care a lot for the first Chuck. She just had to think of a way to encourage that side of him. She was still thinking about the two Chucks the next day at school, and nearly bumped into Rob Morell in the hall on her way to French class. Excuse me, she said. My fault, said Rob. How you doing, Dina? He gave her a big, friendly smile, and her heart began to pound as she stammered for an answer. She remembered the past week, when she had felt so powerful after her first anonymous call to Rob. But after what happened the past Saturday night, she didn't feel powerful anymore. Instead, she felt a little dirty and ashamed. She wasn't sure what had changed, except that the calls Chuck had made were mean. They could even be dangerous. The calling game wasn't fun anymore, and she wasn't going to do it again. She talked to Jade and Chuck and convinced them to stop. She had her chance in the lunchroom later that morning. She was just about to bite into her mystery meat sandwich when Jade plopped her tray down across the table. Dina, did you see this morning's paper? She asked, her eyes sparkling with mischief. No, Dina admitted. Listen, Jade, I've got to talk to you. Sure, said Jade, but first take a look at this. She thrust a shady side morning press at Dina, 
nearly knocking over Dina's milk carton. It was open to the front page, and an article was circled in red. As Dina began to read, she felt her heart sink. Bomb threat a hoax, police say. Shadyside police were called to investigate a bomb threat at the Shadyside lanes at 9.45 p.m. Saturday night. Although the entire building was evacuated, officers found no trace of explosives. Louise Cameron, night manager for Shadyside Lanes, reported that the phone threat was made by a male with a hoarse voice. He sounded like he meant business, she said. Corey Brooks, a student at Shadyside High School, was among the more than 30 patrons who waited outside in the rain while the building was searched. Nobody panicked, he said, but I wish it had let me finish my game. I was bowling the best game of my life. Although they admit they have no leads, police spokesman Lieutenant Evan Frazier says the investigation is continuing. It may have just been a crank call, he told the press, but we can't rule out terrorism. We're taking this threat very seriously. When she had finished reading the article, Dina felt sick and ashamed. She glanced over at Jade, expecting to see shame on her face. Instead, Jade's eyes were shining, and her face was flushed. She looked excited. Can you believe it? She said. We actually made the front page of the paper. For a moment, Dina just stared at her friend in disbelief. Are you crazy? She said. This is serious. It says here that the police are investigating. Oh, they'll never find us, said Jade. What's this us stuff anyway? Dina went on. It was Chuck who phoned in the bomb threat. Lighten up, said Jade. Nobody was hurt. No, Dina agreed, but they could have been. What if someone had panicked at the bowling alley? And what about the other call, the one Chuck made pretending to be the Phantom of Fear Street? For a moment, Jade's face changed, and Dina could see a flicker of fear in her eyes. What about it, Jade finally said. That wasn't so harmless, Dina went on. That call was really scary. He really wanted to frighten Bobby McCory. Jade was frowning now. All right, so maybe Chuck shouldn't mess around with Fear Street when he makes calls. But I like telephoning, and you do too. Admit it, Dina. Well, maybe the calls made the kids at school were fun, said Dina. But Chuck's already in enough trouble, and I don't trust him. Besides, making those calls is basically wrong. We've got to stop. Oh, really? snapped Jade. Since when are you a majority? It seems to me there are three of us involved. Maybe Chuck and I ought to have a say. It's my phone, said Dina. Well then, said Jade. Maybe I ought to tell Rob Morell who's been calling him on her phone. She stopped and smiled nastily at Dina's sudden look of horror. Or, Jade went on, we can wait for Saturday night and the three of us can discuss it together. By Saturday night, Dina was more convinced than ever that she had made the right decision. Making those phone calls was wrong, and she was going to put a stop to them no matter what. Besides, she didn't think Chuck would really tell her father what they'd been up to. After all, he was involved too. Jade couldn't possibly tell Rob Morell, could she? she just gotten a little carried away with excitement, that was all. On the bright side, Dina was getting along with Chuck much better. He had helped her twice during the week with her trig homework and even loaded the dishwasher one night. Maybe Jade was right. He was just lonely. Maybe he was finally adjusting to life in Shadyside. That night, Dina's parents went to visit friends, as they usually did on Saturdays. Dina had decided that a barbecue might be the best thing to put Chuck and Jade in a mellow mood for their discussion. It was a perfect night for a cookout. She made hamburger patties with pieces of cheese inside and her special potato salad with onion, tomatoes, and sliced black olives. While Chuck got the fire going, Dina finished setting the redwood table outside. There was a knock on the gate and Jade came in carrying a big tub of ice cream. Smells delish, Jade said. She was wearing one of her jumpsuits. This one made of faded denim and covered with fake patches and bright colors. Dina saw Chuck look at her appreciatively before he turned back to the barbecue. The hamburgers were perfect charred outside and juicy on the inside, and both Jade and Chuck had seconds and thirds of the potato salad. 
After the meal, Chuck seemed to relax for the first time since he had come to Shadyside. Maybe everything was going to be alright after all, Dina thought. The three teens were sitting on the patio in lounge chairs, eating peach ice cream and listening to Dina's portable tape player. The sky had darkened to the deep purple that comes before a true night, and Dina had her head tilted back, watching the stars appear one by one. Great dinner, Dina, said Chuck, and she smiled. He'd actually called her by her name instead of Kid. I love that salad, said Jade. The whole thing was fabulous. Okay, Dina told herself. There'll never be a better moment. Listen, guys, she said. We have to have a serious talk. I don't think we should make any more of these phone calls. Okay, said Chuck. Fine, said Jade. In fact, Dina went on, I think we... She stopped. What did you say? She asked. We agree, said Jade. Chuck and I already talked it over. Yeah, Chuck said. Jade convinced me it's dumb to take a chance like that, especially since our old man works for the phone company. Dina turned to stare at her brother and her friend. Jade had convinced him? When had they talked? It looked as if Jade was going to be a good influence on Chuck, whether he liked it or not. What else did you want to talk about? asked Jade. Nothing, I guess, said Dina. She had never expected to win so easily. It was almost completely dark now, and she saw Chuck's hand slide across the space between his chair and Jade's, to clasp Jade's hand. Dina felt a flash of jealousy for a moment, and thought of Rob Morell, but mostly she was glad for Jade and Chuck. It looked as if they could be good for each other. Dina was thinking that it was so peaceful and nice out there that she could stay forever, eating ice cream and hanging out. The last strains of Dire Straits died down, and she got up to change the tape. She was just pushing the eject button when a dark, fluttering shape brushed her face. She screamed and jumped back. What's wrong? called Chuck. There's a, a bat! Dina cried in horror. She ducked and ran into the den through a sliding door. Outside, the bat was fluttering crazily around the patio light. A bat? Jade shrieked. She jumped up and followed Dina inside. Hey, girl, said Chuck. Relax, it's not carrying a switchblade or anything. Very funny, called Dina from inside. Bats give me the creeps. Me too, said Jade. Chuck, come on in. Sure, he said. He slid the door open and stood for a moment in the opening. Close it, shrieked both Jade and Dina. Close it, you'll let the bat in. Here, bat, 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 Chuck said. But he slid the door shut and flopped onto the small other armchair by the fireplace. What is it with you two, he said. Our small town girls, afraid of everything. Most people with any sense are afraid of bats, said Dina. They can carry rabies. That's not why you're afraid of them, said Chuck. It's superstition, just like that nonsense about Fear Street. Fear Street isn't nonsense, said Jade. She sat down on the arm of the chair next to Chuck. Dina thought she looked beautiful in the dim light, and also afraid. Don't you see, said Chuck. All that stuff you've heard happened on Fear Street. It's all exaggerated or made up. It's like the boogeyman. People tell those stories to scare each other. For your information, said Dina, there are no birds in the Fear Street woods. Scientists from all over the country haven't been able to find out why. Chuck laughed. No birds, he said. Now that's what I call a terrifying problem. People have disappeared, said Jade. Houses have mysteriously burned down. Ha, said Chuck. Houses. You mean people actually live on Fear Street? Well, yes, Dina said. Who then, said Chuck. Monsters, ogres, witches, Dracula. I don't know, said Dina. The conversation was making her more and more nervous. I don't know anyone who lives there. That's just the point, said Chuck. Now I'm going to prove to you that there's nothing about Fear Street to be scared of. I'll show you that only ordinary people live there. He switched on the overhead light and reached for the phone book. Chuck, what are you doing, cried Dina. You promised... 
I promise not to make any more prank phone calls, said Chuck. This is different. I'm about to change your lives forever. After this, you'll never be afraid again. His finger had stopped at a number in the book, and he reached for the phone. Who are you calling? asked Jade. Her face was glowing with excitement the way it had the weekend before. I don't know, said Chuck. It's just the first name I found listed on Fear Street. He switched on the loudspeaker and punched in the number. The burring sound of the phone on Fear Street filled the room. I'm going to prove to both of you there's nothing to be afraid of. The phone kept ringing. Dina counted 15 before Chuck said, No one home, I guess. I'll have to find another. On the 16th ring there was a click, followed immediately by a breathless gasp. Then the shrillest, most frightening-sounding voice Dina had ever heard cried out, Please! Please come quickly! He's going to kill me!